We're all the same Knowing all we've got is our good name Talk Radio, the only place to be. Listen to True Talk Radio on the go. Download the True Talk Radio Network app from the Android or Apple Store. Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. 
Call 1-877-669-1292. And I'm Howie Silberger. Welcome to the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. It is a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to be here with you. And uh, I am glad to be doing the second show of the week here on the uh, on the True Talk Radio Network. I invite you to join me just after midnight for Political Hitman. It'll be aired right here, exactly where you're watching or listening to this show. Political Hitman will air at midnight. So I invite you to join me for Political Hitman at midnight uh, right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Uh, I'm, I'm getting kind of tired. I, I am getting kind of sick and tired and 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 a little sick and a little tired of um of of all the self-righteousness the self-righteousness is driving me crazy all week i've been uh, i've been attacked all week by millennials millennials who tell me i'm a zionist and this is what they tell me i'm a zionist but i support black lives matter i i love judaism but i support black lives matter i love jews but I support Black Lives Matter. I'm going to raise money for Black Lives Matter, they tell me. But I'm a Zionist. Well, no, no, it doesn't work that way. If you're raising money for an anti-Zionist organization, for an organization that advocates for the destruction of the state of Israel, if you're doing that, you can't claim to be a Zionist. If, and I don't care how good or bad the organization is. I don't care what else they're doing. If they are advocating for the destruction of the state of Israel, no Zionist or, or someone who claims to support Zionism should ever support an organization like that. And if you do, you know what? You are not a Zionist. You've removed yourself from Zionism. You can't say, I can't say, I support, I, I support something and then support an organization financially and, and push the philosophy of an organization that negates the thing I support. If I do that, I'm a hypocrite. So you may claim to be a Zionist. You may think you're a Zionist, but you're a hypocrite. Stop being a hypocrite. Stop being a hypocrite. And stop attacking me because I'm calling you a hypocrite. Because that's what you are. You are a hypocrite. How could you support an organization? And I understand that, uh, that it is the thing to do today. I understand that this is the in thing. That, uh, that, that you know the protest, you want to be part of something. You want to feel like you're part of something. I get it. I understand fully that your life is empty and you f have to feel like you're part of something, that you're part of this big movement. And, and you, you want to feel like you're, like, like you're doing something. You were horrified by the murder of George Floyd, like we all were. Everybody was horrified by the murder of George Floyd. There isn't a single person who wasn't horrified by the murder of George Floyd. And you, and you feel that you must push yourself to do something better. And I understand that fully. I, I, I agree with you. You must push yourself to do better. You must push society to be better. But at the same time, that doesn't give you the license or anybody else the license to support an organization that advocates the destruction of the state of Israel. Uh, and I used this example with one of these, uh, one of these millennials, and they, they said, you're crazy. And I, I said, I'm not crazy. This is actually a very similar example. Hamas. Hamas supports the people of Gaza. They build hospitals. They build schools. They are very active in supporting the people of Gaza. This is what Hamas does. They go and they, uh, and they give money to poor people. 
they raise money for poor people. They are very active in their community. They're very active supporting their community. Hamas is an excellent organization, civilly, excellent organization. They strive to take care of their people. They also advocate the annihilation of the Jewish people. So, because I care about the people of Gaza, do I support Hamas? Do I go and start raising money and giving donations to, 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 to support Hamas because I care about the people that, they, that, they're, that they're helping? Or do I take Hamas as a full organization and look exactly at what they're doing, uh, regardless of what they're doing right now, but what they've done in the past and what they continue to do in the present? Or do I look at that and say, hmm, I might support one aspect of what this organization is doing, but I definitely do not support the other aspect of it. Therefore, I cannot give this organization money. That's the way I work. And I don't know, I think I'm pretty logical, and that's the way I work. It drives me crazy when I see people who claim to be Zionists supporting an organization that has directly stated, and as, as recently as last week, has directly stated that their, their goal is the destruction of, 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 of uh, Israel, of the state of Israel. The, the, last week, they, they, they once again threw their support behind the BDS movement, whose stated goal is the destruction of the state of Israel. Now, I don't care. I, I, look, you can do what you want. And millennials will do whatever they want anyway, right? And they'll, they'll, they'll find ways to justify everything. Uh, one, one idiot millennial uh, told me this week that police must be eliminated. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's eliminate the police. Because, you know, when someone breaks into your house at 3 o'clock in the morning, you don't want anybody to call. I mean, you know, let them, let, let's, let's, let house, let, let's let house invasions and murder and, uh, and, and, and attacks on people in the middle of the streets. Let's, 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 let's allow chaos. Let's just get rid of the police. It's a great idea. So, so one millennial, one idiot millennial, and uh, I, I don't say all millennials are idiots, but this guy happens to be a real idiot, stupid. He says to me, he says to me, listen, Howie, the police are a construct of slavery. He says, if you look at the history of the police, they were created by, uh, by slave owners so that slave owners could protect their property. And therefore, the police are a or an offshoot of slavery, and therefore they must be destroyed. You must dismantle all police forces. Get rid of them all, he says. I, I looked at him incredulously. I, I'm telling you, I looked at him incredulously. What a crazy week this has been. I looked at him incredulously, and I said, are you really suggesting that we destroy the police departments? We throw the police out? We, we get rid of the police? The police no longer exist? Are you, are you actually suggesting this? And the guy looked at me and says, yes, definitely. I said, okay, so what happens if somebody breaks into your house? What, what happens if somebody stabs your mother? What happens if, uh, uh, do we just, is it the Wild West? Do we get our own guns and just go out and, and commit vigilante? Do we go out and kill people? How, 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 do, we, how do we catch bad people? For, forget about you know, good people and, and the good things that police do, but how do we catch the bad people? What are we supposed to do to protect ourselves? You're also advocating removing guns from everyone. You're also advocating the banning of the banning of guns, and now you're advocating the banning of police. So, so no police, no guns. So, so we just we just roll over and die. Is that is that what we're supposed to be doing? I don't understand the concept. You know, don't just come to me, and, and and this is a warning to everybody. Don't just come to me and and, and start spewing out these talking points. That you hear 
that you hear people chanting, don't just come spooing them out to me. If you're going to come to me with something like, let's ban the police, let's get rid of the police, you better damn well have, a, have an argument. Because I'm going to ask you questions, you're going to, you better damn well be able to answer those questions. If you don't answer those questions, then you're just an idiot. And, 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 and then, and then, after, after that discussion, the guy says to me, oh, you're just an old dinosaur. You don't understand. You're an old man. You don't understand. And it's been, it's been a while since I, well, it hasn't been that long, but uh, it's been a while since I've been a young man. And I'm not as old as some other people, but I surely understand the ramifications of getting rid of the police. I get it. I understand what happens when there are no police around. I understand that the difference between a civilized society and a chaotic society where people are killing and eating each other is the fact that there is a sane and rational police department that is separating the good from the bad or at least attempting to separate the good from the bad. I get it. And I also get that there are some police officers that are, that are bad people. Like in any profession, there's people that are good at the job, people that are not so good at the job, people who do the job well, and people who take advantage of the, of, of the perks of the job, and people who are just evil. And, and that's in any society. So, so you know, pointing out that uh, the guys who killed George Floyd were, were evil police officers, therefore all police officers are evil, that's baloney. That's, that's pure baloney. It's, you're full of it. There are bad cops. There are good cops. And the good cops have to root out the bad cops. Yes. Does the police need reformation? Maybe in some jurisdictions there has to be a little bit of reformation in the police department. That's possible too. But does that mean that we have to eliminate all police officers? No. No, God forbid. If we do that, we're going to be living in chaos. I don't want to live in chaos. I don't want to have to look over my shoulder every time I walk out down the street. I don't have to park my car and then worry that my car is not going to be there when I come back for it. I don't want to have to worry every time I do anything, every time I go home. I don't have to worry that somebody's sitting in my house. The police are a very important part of our society. And uh, getting rid of them is just stupid. one 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 Join in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show. Just after midnight, I'll be, uh, I'll be back here and uh, be hosting Political Hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. So you can feel free to join me just after midnight. But right now, you can call in one 669 1292 Could you imagine a society full police? I, 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 I've been trying to imagine it. I'm spending a couple of days now just trying to imagine society without a police force. How, 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 how the criminals would react. I mean, it would be a field day for them. Wow. You would have... No chance of survival. Zero chance of survival. Criminals would take over society. We would all be dead. Or slaves to the criminals. It's ridiculous. And this is what Black Lives Matter stands for. This is what they're pushing now. The elimination of police departments. Chaos. Anarchy. This is what they are pushing. Don't be fooled. They have a great name. But don't be fooled by the name. Black lives matter, white lives matter, pink lives matter, all lives matter. That's true. Every single life matters. Black lives don't matter more than white lives. Sorry to break it to you. I know, people have gotten fired this week for saying that. 
but I, I can't get fired. I am, I'm, on, I'm on this radio station. I own the station. You can't fire me from the station. Black lives are just as valuable as white lives and are just as valuable as any other life. All lives are valuable. And all lives must be preserved and maintained, and the only way to do that is through a police force. Anyone who tells you differently is lying to you. And nobody is worth, no life is worth more than another life. Do we have to, uh, do we have to work on racism? That's another thing. Do you, I was called a racist all week this week because I said I didn't support Black Lives Matter. Therefore, because I don't support a radical group that advocates violence, that, that just, just a couple of months ago was chanting on the street. Uh, who do we want? We want cops. How do we want them? We want them dead. Just a couple of months ago, they were chanting this. A, a, an organization that promotes anti-Jewism, they, they hate Jews. They hate Israel. Just because I don't support that organization, I was called a racist this week by some of my millennial friends, of course. They call me a racist. Howie, you're a racist. You, you, you don't support Black Lives Matter. You don't want to give money to them. You don't want to, you want to support them. You, you talk it against them. You try to show that they are a hate group, which they are. Well, that's not what they say. That's what I'm saying. Then you're a racist, I was called this week. Really? Really? I'm a racist? How am I racist? How am I racist? I abhor racism. I don't practice it at all. I don't have... I've stopped associating with people that I've known a really long time, some people who are pretty good friends of mine because of racism, because I abhor it that much, that I didn't want to be around people who practice it. How am I racist for not supporting a hate group? Explain it to me. one 877 I want someone to explain this to me. I don't understand how I could be called a racist for not supporting Black Lives Matter. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's what's in the news right now. I get it. I understand. I understand. And, and these people jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, I want to be part of this. So, so and they have no clue what they're talking about. Nobody's been able to explain to me yet how I am a racist for not supporting a hate group. Nobody's been able to explain this to me. So please, somebody call in and explain it to me. one 877 I want to understand it. I, I like to understand... I like to understand... Why I could be called a hate, a hate monger when I, when, I, when I abhor hatred, when I condemn the murder, of, the murder of any innocent person. I don't care if they're black, they're white, they're green, they're yellow, they're purple. It doesn't matter to me what color they are. Color, you know, you, 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 they're calling me a racist and then they're pushing color. I, I don't get it. I don't get an anti-racist group that is promoting racism. They call me a, uh, a privileged white guy. I'm privileged white guy? Well, isn't calling me a white guy kind of, kind of telling me that I'm... Um, isn't that racist? Referring to me as a white guy? I don't know. Let's go to the phones. Hi, who's this? Hello, this is Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Welcome to the program. Pretty good. I just want to talk about the Black Lives Matter situation. Yeah. Um, it's not the Black Lives Matter protesters I'm worried about. They're just a bunch of useful idiots. Yeah. It's the people funding them. It's the people supporting them, financing them. That's who I'm worried about. What do they get out of causing this civil unrest? What do they gain out of it? The George Soros of the world, all these different corporations, 
bending over backwards and um, promoting this Black Lives Matter stuff. What is the reason for financing and supporting this hate movement? Okay, so it's not only George, it's not only George Soros uh, that's supporting these. It's a lot of industrialists that are supporting Black Lives Matter. They get millions of dollars from uh, rich corporations like AT&T and, uh, and, um, and, and Comcast. You know, a lot of big, organized, big corporations are giving, um, are giving money to, these, uh, to, to this group. Why are they giving money to this group? First of all, it's virtue signaling. So after this murder of, uh, George, of George Floyd in Minnesota, uh, they have to show that they're doing something or their customers are going to leave them because, because, God forbid, you could condemn something without showing with your money that you, that you support a cause. Uh, but, but putting that aside, what do they, what do they, what's the advantage? The advantage is simply um, with less authority, if you, dismantle, if you dismantle society the way we know it and remove government from society, this is what anarchies are uh, calling for, the anarchists are calling for, is to remove government from society, then, um, then all the restrictions on your companies are taken away. So if you're doing something that, uh, that you're restricted or that you're regulated in and the government doesn't exist anymore, then your regulations go away and then you make a lot more money. Because you could exploit the fact that there's no more regulations. This is why big okay. corporations are, are paying for Black Lives Matter and other anarchist groups like Antifa to, uh, to go and to, to destroy society. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it seems like there's some divide and conquer going on. It seems like they're trying to stoke up some civil unrest. Um, you know, I don't it's, know what their end goal is because... If they think like they just if they're just going to if they say the right things and if they promote the right ideas that they're going to be saved or something, I think they're the mob's going to eat them too. Yeah, so well, I think people, that's what happens. The, the virtue signaling isn't going to save them. So, so all these people, I don't know. It's just really bizarre that it's like, do all these customers are they all Black Lives Matter supporters? I don't think so. I doubt it. But they still put out these um, virtue signaling messages. They all support the movement. But it's like half the, comp- half the country doesn't support that stuff. Um, do they forget that Donald Trump got elected? Do they think a bunch of Donald Trump supporters support these freaking Black Lives Matter movements? I don't think so. Well, so. Let, me, let me tell you, Kevin, you, you mentioned divide and conquer right at the beginning of that sentence. Uh, Donald Trump said that earlier in the day, earlier in the week. Uh, he he said that it seems like uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa are using the divide-and-conquer technique to, to split society. So one is saying, we don't support Antifa, but we support defunding the police. And the other one is saying, let's destroy the society. So he says they're kind of using divide-and-conquer. So they're dividing society, and then they're going to conquer society. Uh, CNN showed the clip of, Donald, of, of President Donald Trump saying that, and then referred to him as a Nazi for saying that. Saying that Nazi philosophy uh, was divide-and-conquer. That's how they conquered all of Europe. And I was watching this. Erin Burnett said this on CNN during her national show. And I'm watching this thinking, that has been the, the philosophy of every army in history. So, uh, so this is, this is the, you, see, you see the trend here. You see what's going on, Kevin. By, by, by doing this, they're negating Trump. They're negating society. They're trying, to get de- they're trying to get things deregulated. So get rid of the police. There's no more regulations. And then um, corporations can run the world. That's that's really what it comes down to at the end. It's kind of scary. Absolutely, it was funny. I was watching a few videos, and some of these protesters who are vehemently anti-police—they think all police are racist and they need to defund them. 
there was a couple instances where they freaked out and like there's some civil unrest and what do they say? What's the first thing they said? Nine one one. Call the police. <laughs> Where's the police at? It's just um, it's complete. So hypocritical. So hypocritical. You couldn't write it. It's amazing, isn't it? It really is. Because what are these people going to do? If these protesters, what are they going to do if instead of all these Black Lives Matter looters and rioters from the inner city, if they didn't come to the the businesses, the res the um city area, what if they decided to come to the residential areas where they live, where all these protesters live? People saying defund the police. What do you think they are going to do? They aren't going to be able to do anything. You know how fast they will be swallowed up by these people where they freak, where these cockroaches look like they look like freaking cockroaches swarming some of these um, buildings. Well, wait, here's, here's the question. Here's the question. If they defund the police and uh, somebody breaks into your house at 4 o'clock in the morning, who are you calling? Oh, they would absolutely be. They wouldn't. Exactly. You're completely right. Yeah. They, they don't want to call the police because they think they're all a bunch of evil people. So what do they, and they're against guns. They say guns are bad. These are the same people who want to do away with guns and only yeah. crazy right-wing lunatics have think guns. Of, think about that for a second. So take, take your gun away and then take your police away. Think, think about that for a second. Yeah, great idea. It's almost like there's a plan. It's almost like they have a, there's a plan in place. There is get a plan in place. Let's get rid of guns. It's, um, we're living in clown world right now. I'm glad there's uh, some voice of reason like you up there promoting some sanity, though. So thanks for taking my call. Thank you so much um, for listening. Appreciate it. Things. Take care, man. You got it. one 669 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 it is. It, it, he's right. Kevin is 100% right. There's a plan out there. They want to destroy society. This is a concerted effort planned out to destroy society. Now, they were just waiting for a catalyst. They were waiting for something to happen so they could jump onto the bandwagon and, and start their plan to destroy society. We've heard this for a long time already. We've heard, we've heard Congress people calling for the end of regulations. We've heard Congress people calling for the defunding of police. We, we've heard this for a long time. This, is, this, happened, this all started way before George Floyd. But George Floyd was the reason, the, the, uh, the excuse for these groups to come out and these groups to start pushing. And then you know, start pushing not only, not only black supremacy, which is what they're pushing right now. This, the, the whole goal here is black supremacy. So how is black supremacy different than white supremacy? That's beyond me. How is uh, su- subjugating white people uh, any different than such getting black people, that's beyond me. But there's pictures, I mean, go, go take a look, um, ch- check out my Facebook page. I've been posting all week. Take a look at pictures on my Facebook page of black people leading white people by chains and the white people wearing shirts that say, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? 200 years ago, some white guy, some white guy held a slave that had nothing to do with you? Is that what you're sorry for? If that's what you're sorry for, there's a, there's, you, have, you have a serious problem. Then, then you have a serious mental issue. There is a, there's something wrong with you. If you are feeling guilty about slavery that happened almost 300 years ago, that slaves were, were released almost 300 years ago, if you're feeling guilty about that, and you feel you are somehow responsible for that, then there is something seriously wrong with you mentally. If you feel you have to get down on your knees 
and apologize for the color of your skin, then you are a victim of racism. How is that any different? How is judging you based on your skin color any different than you judging somebody else based on their skin color? How is telling somebody you have original white sin, you're white, and therefore you're responsible for the ills of the world, how is that any different than saying the black people are evil? It is not different at all. There is no difference. Racism is racism. It doesn't matter which way it goes. If you judge somebody by the color of their skin, if you judge somebody by their ethnicity, by their race, then you are a racist. Whether you are black, whether you are white, whether you are green, yellow, or purple. And anyone who thinks differently is a racist. There is no justification for that. Call yourself a progressive. Call yourself whatever the hell you want to call yourself. I have a progressive friend. He calls himself a progressive. And he tells me that white people have to subjugate themselves to black people because of, because of years of slavery. Now white people have to make up for it. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? White people have to make up for it? I, I don't understand what you are saying. It's not logical. It makes no sense. We are living in 2020. We're not living in 1860. America fought a civil war to stop slavery. White men fought white men to stop slavery. A white man signed the, the Emancipation Proclamation to stop slavery in the 1800s. Do, do, do the black community have problems after that? For sure. No one's denying the racism of the United States of America up until the 1970s. Nobody's denying it. Do the blacks, the black community, have a hard time integrating into society because of this, 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 this racism that existed? 100%. Nobody's denying that. That is why there were, there were many, many, many programs put into place in the late 70s and early 80s to try to rectify the situation, forcing companies to hire and forcing integration. And that was commendable. It was commendable that that happened. But in 2020, after eight years of a black president, you're going to tell me? That the white man is somehow responsible today for something that happened 300 years ago? And that the white man has to bow? The white man or white woman? You know, I'm using man as a generic term. And the white person has to bow to the feet of a Black Lives Matter protester and apologize for their whiteness? And that's not racist somehow? I don't know what you're smoking. You can't beat racism with racism. You can't conquer racism by committing racism. You can't conquer police brutality by being brutal. It doesn't work. Every year I laugh. I was talking about this with Sheldon on Sunday. Every year I laugh when we have a, a, a when we have when I see these marches against police brutality that turn into violent protests. So you're fighting violence with violence? How does that solve anything? How does that help anything? How does that change anything? I, I don't understand. And, and that's why I'm inviting you to call in because I don't get it. Maybe you can explain it to me. I don't get it. Maybe the millennial earlier this week who told me I'm an old fuddy-duddy and I don't get it and, and you know I'm just too old to understand. Maybe I am. 
because I don't get how you could fight violence with violence. Sure, if somebody's coming to attack me uh, and they're being violent against me, I'll be violent against them. But if I'm going to protest police violence, if I'm going to go protest something that I think is wrong, committing the same act against other people only victimizes somebody else. Now, I know we live in a, in a victim society, a society where people love being the victims. But do we live in a bully society where we get to bully other people because we feel we were wronged? Is, is that correct? Is that the way it's supposed to be? I, I'm, I, I'm very confused on how anyone could justify putting a chain around a person's neck no matter what color they are, walking them down the street with a shirt on saying, I'm sorry. Chains around their necks. What are they sorry for? That happened in England, by the way. And they were sorry because apparently their ancestors were slave owners. So how many generations have to feel the guilt after emancipation? How many slave owners how many slave owners' descendants have to feel the guilt? How many generations does it go down? It's over 200 years. It's 270 years. How many more years? one 877 It's ridiculous. If anyone else ever did that to somebody else, in another context, they would be arrested. They would, people would be horrified. But nobody here is horrified. And when I, speak to, when I speak to young people, and even some older people, they tell me that I'm too set in my ways. I'm too right-wing. I'm, I'm, I'm too crazy to understand how subjugating, how one race subjugating another race is okay because the race that's subjugating the other race is protesting the other race's subjugation of them. You see, I didn't understand this even 30 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, when, uh, when South Africa, uh, the apartheid government of South Africa fell apart, Nelson Mandela got out of jail, and then the first thing he did when he got out of jail was he ordered uh, his, black, his black armies from the African National Congress to go and kill white farmers. And they went off and they killed hundreds of thousands of people. Innocent people, people who weren't part of the apartheid government, people who might have even objected to apartheid. He went and he killed them and he stole their land. And killed full families of people, hundreds of thousands of them. And I didn't understand back then uh, how people would say that Nelson Mandela was the peacemaker. I didn't get it because he, he wasn't the peacemaker. He sent people out to kill other people. And, and, and he was a racist because he sent people out to kill white people. So, so I, I didn't get that then, and I still don't get it today. Let's go to the phones. Hi, who's this? Hey, Howie, it's Fanny. How are you? Hey, Fanny, I'm great. How are you? Very good. Howie, I want to point out something uh, that I don't think anybody's picked up on. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's the fact that what has COVID, COVID's impact on this protesting? What do we? What are they? Uh, Twelve nights now in the U.S. or something like that? Twelve, thirteen nights, yes. almost. Two I think weeks. I think it's uh, two weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I'm telling you, uh, if. If, if there were not COVID and people were working and they had their lives were regular, 
be out protesting every night. Yeah, it's possible, Fanny. Uh, you know what? You know what really, really made me laugh this week, and it, it actually, I'm still laughing about it because I, I just, I just reread it before I came onto the show, uh, during my prep for the show. Um, Twelve hundred medical authority uh, figures in the states. Well, at least uh, maybe there were four hundred medical authority figures and other stakeholders signed a letter this week saying that um, that uh, COVID. COVID is dangerous. It's a dangerous, uh, deadly disease that spreads through you know, contact with people and social distancing and all that. And that if you want to get together in your backyard or you want to get together um, in your synagogue or in your church and you want, to, uh, you, want to, you want to meet other people, you better stay six feet apart. The only time you don't have to stay six feet apart is if you are protesting racism in the United States. Then COVID, <laughs> COVID, COVID doesn't matter to you, right? Then, 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 you know, then you're, you're exactly. safe from COVID. Because apparently the disease has a social conscience. Yeah, and I didn't see the whole funeral on TV, but tell me, Howie, were were they sitting six feet apart in the church? No, they weren't. And 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 you know what? And you know what? You know you know what's sickening is that there are people who have to let their 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 parents die alone, mm-hmm. and and they have funerals where only three or four people are allowed to attend the funeral. Exactly, I agree with you, one hundred and fifty percent. That sickens me. That that this spectacle could happen, and I have nothing against George Floyd at all. Trust me, I I I empathize with his family, but to allow thousands of people to march in the street night after night, shoulder to shoulder, and then allow more hundreds and hundreds of people to go to the funeral and sit shoulder to shoulder, seems to me a little irresponsible. I agree with you, hundred percent. And you know when we see the spike and. Uh, one of the um, the medical the medical director of one of the states, I don't remember which state it was, tweeted today. He tweeted that um, that oh, in two weeks Donald Trump is going to say that the spike in COVID cases in the United States is a result of Black Lives Matters. Don't believe it. That's not the case. Well, really, really, that's not the case. Uh, who's who's pulling people into the streets right now? I mean, it's not it's not me. It's not you. Oh, Howie. Uh, who's standing? Right. Who's standing side by side? Uh, you know his end result. By the way, um, you know there was a long, it was a long post. It was it was eight tweets. Uh, the end result was that uh, it's racism that caused the spike. It's not the, <laughs> not Black Lives Matter. It's racism that caused the spike. So just remember that when people start dying in New York and in California and all over the place from COVID. In the next couple of weeks, because New York has a zero death rate at the moment, but you know it's it's we have to wait another week before uh, before before it materializes again uh, with all well, these people. Well, they've been protesting for twelve nights, I believe, if I counted correctly. Yeah, or well, I so it sh- correctly. So it should season. start this week, right? Exactly. We should see the rise now. Yeah. Now uh, I saw another. I saw another report that the uh, that COVID's a little less potent now because uh, because. Uh, viruses like to survive, and they, when they kill their hosts, they tend to tame themselves down. They mutate uh, to a tamer version. So I heard this week that uh, the strain of COVID now is is a little tamer. That's why they're opening everything up. That's a little tamer than it was at the beginning. Unless people are going to die from it, it'll be more uh, vicious vicious flu than uh, than than a killer disease. But still, I mean, you know, we have to be careful, and we still have to maintain our distance and do what we're doing to. Uh, to protect ourselves until until disease is gone or uh, or or is diluted enough to you know to not um, to not hurt us. 
That is, unless, of course, you're, you're protesting racism, then it doesn't matter. Good to know. Crazy. Good to know. What do you think about the protests here in Montreal, Howie? Uh, look, uh, anytime you're going to, uh, going to send into uh, breaking into, into private businesses and stealing stuff, that, that doesn't sit well with me. And here, I mean, how irresponsible is it, once again, to have hundreds of thousands of people standing in the street, elbow to elbow? And how many Jewish so-called Zionists were standing there with Black Lives Matter posters after Black Lives Matter said this week, again, that they support BDS and the, uh, and the, and the destruction of the state of Israel? So, I mean, it's, it's all hypocritical and stupid, if you ask me. Yeah. You know, I, I've been fighting this fight all week, and, and I've been called all sorts of things all week. Uh, for Aww. for pointing out for pointing out That's this hypocrisy. The first time, Howie. Don't you see how? Don't you hear and see how upset I am about it, Fanny? It, it's devastating. I'm telling you, I'm I'm devastated about it. <laughs> I uh. Howie, please don't commit suicide. It's not oh, worth it. Oh, trust me. That's that's not even a consideration. Not not <laughs> not even something I'm thinking about. Uh, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating because when you point it out to them and you say, hey, look, here is the documentation from the Black Lives Matters website saying we support BDS. We want the destruction of the state of Israel. And we think that Israel's an apartheid state and, and they're behaving just like the Nazis. It says so right there on the BDS website, on, on, on the BDS, on the, uh, well, it's the same thing, on the Black Lives Matters website. And, and they say to me, yeah, but this is different. What? What? It's different? How's it different? Exactly. It's the same organization. How's it different? We should not be supporting an organization that's rooting for our destruction. Simple as that. If you support Israel and you support Black Lives Matter, then you're being oxymoronic or just moronic. It's one or the other. Well, you know, Howie, in the 60s, a lot of the Jewish people, Jewish people in the uh, social services went down south to really to help the Southerners and to help the blacks and whatnot, and uh, a lot of them were Jewish. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem with that. Look, fighting for race, uh, for race equality, is really noble. It's a noble cause, and everybody should be treated equally, regardless of what your skin color is. I don't care. I don't judge people based on your skin color. I judge people based on your character. So if you're you're an idiot, I'm going to treat you like an idiot, and I'm going to think you're an idiot. I don't care what color you are. Black, white, green, yellow, it doesn't matter to me. If you're an idiot, you're an idiot. So, so it doesn't matter to me what color you are. Um, so, so people who fight, people, people who, who fight against people who judge people based on color is a noble cause. But don't use an organization that discriminates against other people. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying, you know, if, if there's an organization that says, I want to kill you and your people, but, but I stand in support of, uh, you know, of, of, of integration or whatever else. I mean, I wouldn't support that organization because they want to kill me and my people. Exactly. It, it doesn't seem like rocket science to me. Nope. But millennials, they don't understand this. That's, that's the problem. They don't get it. They love Life ain't easy, Howie. Yeah, well, you know, it goes on, though. Thank God. <laughs> yes, it does. Even despite the COVID. That's right. Even despite the COVID, life goes on. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and George Floyd, I think, would still be alive if there wasn't COVID. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, uh, I, I really, you know, he, uh, he was high on, he was high on, high on meth. He, um, 
He had oh, was he high? I didn't know that. I just thought he was trying to. He uh, had COVID. Pass a bad twenty. He had COVID. He was high on meth. Um, you know, I don't know, right? Uh, and um, and on top of all that, he was high on meth. He uh, he had a bad heart. I mean, he had a heart attack at the end. That, that's what killed him. He wasn't he wasn't asphyxiated, according to the medical examiner. He had a heart attack. No, no, no. He was asphyxiated. I saw the knee on his throat. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not disputing, I'm not disputing the fact that that the knee on his throat didn't cause the heart attack. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying the choking of him uh, was not was not what killed him, uh, according to the medical examiner. And that might be a according technic- to one, not the other one. The the official state medical examiner. Yes, the private one said. Okay, otherwise. so the private one is being paid privately by a family, so that is taken with a grain of salt. Okay, if you say so, Howie. Uh, anytime you have a maybe, private maybe. autopsy, yep. it's taken with a little bit of a grain of salt because the family's paying the the coroner who's doing this. The, uh, yeah, and we don't know if the coroner in Minneapolis was asked to uh, what he was asked to write. I we don't I, know. I, I have no idea. Nor, nor exactly. do I. Nor, you have no idea. Nor does it matter to me. Nor does it what matter to me. The fact is, the man died at the hands of the police. That's that's what matters. Exactly. And it so, shouldn't happen. So the details of his death are kind of irrelevant to me. I don't care. I care that the man died, and I care that uh, that the people who were responsible for the man dying uh, are held accountable for that. That's that's what I 100%. care about. Did you hear the cops raising money for his defense? That's fine. I mean, he, he could do whatever he wants. He's a citizen. Yeah. If people want to donate to it, that's fine, too. I, I Look... I have no issue with Mr. that either. Trump writes him a check. I, I just hope, I just hope that when he goes to trial, it doesn't happen like all the other police trials where he gets acquitted. I mean, you know, the Rodney King, four guys were videotaped, videotaped beating Rodney King, and they got acquitted of the of the of the of the um, of the crime. So yep. I, I hope that that doesn't happen now because if that happens now, again, there'll be more riots and more people will get yeah. hurt and more people will die. So I'm, really, I'm really hoping that justice prevails here. Let's hope so. Yeah. Fanny, thanks so much for calling. Appreciate it. Fun to t- oh, Howie, what yeah. are you talking about tonight on the political hitman? Uh, probably more, maybe a little more of this, and uh, we'll, we'll tie it into Israel and what's going on there. So, yeah, maybe a little okay, bit of COVID. If I'm awake, I'll talk to you. Yeah, midnight, right here uh, on the True Talk Radio Network. Uh, we'll be uh, hosting Political Hitman on Israel News Talk okay. Radio. So I'll be here. Thank you, See you Fanny. Good night, Howie. Night. 514, oh, not 514-1877-669-1292. It's 1877-669-1292. That's the number to call. Get in on the conversation. Here on the Howie Silberger Show. I, I'm just fed up. That's, that's, that's what I am. I'm fed up of people calling me a racist this week. I'm fed up of people telling me that I have no idea what I'm talking about. When, when I point out the, the hypocrisy of supporting a hate group like Black Lives Matters and still claiming that you're a Zionist. I, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling that people, that people could, could separate Black Lives Matters' anti-Jewism, their hatred of Israel and the Jewish people, and Black Lives Matters' support of the black community. It's mind-boggling that people, people negate one because politically it's politically correct. Uh, earlier in the week, I got a um, I got a message from a former student of mine. He's uh, he's around maybe nineteen twenty now, and he uh, he messaged me and he says to me, "Listen, I'm I'm having a big problem." I said, "What's your problem?" He said, "I um 
I refuse, he says, to post on Instagram. I absolutely refuse to post on Instagram uh, that I support Black Lives Matters. He says, I support Israel. I know Black Lives Matters does not support Israel. And I refuse to post a black square and I refuse to post. I don't want to jump on the bandwagon, the kid told me. I, I, I really feel that I have, to, I have to have some integrity. And I really feel that I can't go and support stuff that, that I wouldn't normally support. And I said to him, what's the problem with that? That's actually commendable. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of proud that a young person's not bowing to his friend's peer pressure to go and, and do something that he feels is wrong. And he says, my friend stopped talking to me. And this is where my problem lies. He says, now none of my friends are talking to me because I haven't posted a black square on Instagram and I haven't shown my support. He says, what do I do? I said, well, first of all, your friends will come around because this is, uh, this is it's all BS and this is all going to blow over eventually. So give it a week or two or three and this will all blow over and then, uh, and then your friends will be back to, uh, to being your friends. But, but aside from that... You should be proud. You should be proud that you are standing up for yourself. That, that you made a decision, that you, that you researched it, that you made a decision, and you're standing beside your decision. And, and I'm proud of you for that. And I'm saying it publicly on the show. He didn't ask me to bring it up on the show, and I'm bringing it up on the show because it's something to be proud of. That, that a young person could take a stand like that. Even though all his friends just jumped on the bandwagon because that was what you do on Twitter. And on, uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. And this is what you do. You have to stand with Black Lives Matter. If you don't, you're a racist. It's a, it's a sad, scary world we're living in. And it's uh, scarier for, for younger people. I'm glad I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not that young. I'll be honest. I'm glad I'm not that young. I'm glad I'm not, I'm not young enough to care what anybody thinks about me. Then again, when I was young, I didn't care what people thought about me either. I've been doing this radio show since I'm 21 years old. And since then, I haven't cared at all what anybody thought about me. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really here to express my opinion, to hear yours. So you could call in, 1-877-669-1292. Uh, if you want to talk to me, you can give me a call, 1-877-669-1292. Uh, I'm here to hear your opinion. I'm here to express my opinion. And I really don't care. I really don't care if people don't like what I have to say. It's irrelevant to me. I mean, I, I'd love to discuss it with you, and you, maybe you could change my mind, because sometimes that happens. Sometimes people could call in and change my mind. That happens. And it's happened to me quite a few times on the show where I've, I've expressed an opinion, and then, uh, then I've gotten calls, and that opinion has changed over the course of the show. Sometimes I'm wrong. But in the case of Black Lives Matter and their hatred of Israel, and they're calling for the destruction of the state of Israel. And my feeling that if the organization is calling for the destruction of my ancestral homeland, and, when, and, and let's be clear, when they call for the destruction and dis destruction of the state of Israel, they're essentially calling for the annihilation of the people of Israel. Because there's no way you could destroy the country and not destroy the people. So basically, they're calling for the annihilation of the Jews living in Israel. And if that is the case, then anybody who supports that organization is supporting the annihilation of the Jews living in Israel. It's, it's, actually, it's actually scary when you think about it. Now, BDS, the 
movement of boycott, divestment, and sanction, which Black Lives Matter also supports, came out last week. The leader of BDS came out last week and accidentally, Omar Bagodi came out last week and accidentally, it was a total accident, it was a slip of the tongue, but he said it clearly, that he supports the destruction of the state of Israel. He said it very, very clearly last week. You can find a video on YouTube where he says it clearly that he destroys, that he, that he supports the destruction of the state of Israel. There's another video there from a couple of years ago where he says no Palestinian in their right mind, no cello, unless you're a cello Palestinian, would ever support a Zionist state in the land, in the land of Palestine. This is just what he said clearly. So Black Lives Matter supports BDS. BDS calls for the destruction of the state of Israel. How could you support Black Lives Matter if you are a Jew who believes in Zionism? It is impossible, and you should not. That doesn't mean, and let me be clear, that does not mean that you should not be outraged at the murder of George Floyd. That does not mean that you should not stand up for racial equality. That does not mean that you should not be vocal and heard. That means that you should not support an organization that calls for the destruction of your people. Simple as that. You could be vocal, you could be heard, you could be active, you could, be, you could do a lot of things to support racial equality without supporting Black Lives Matter, an organization that calls for the destruction of the state of Israel. And if you do support Black Lives Matter, you're raising money for Black Lives Matter, then you really have to reevaluate your love of the state of Israel. You can't separate one philosophy from another philosophy in the same organization. They stand for their platform, and their platform stands alone, on its own. And once you support that platform, you're supporting the entire platform, not just an egg segment of it. I support racial harmony. I abhor racism. I abhor the murder of George Floyd. It enrages me that there is such an abuse of power, abuse of police power, that an innocent man got killed. That enrages me. I refuse to support Black Lives Matter. And for those of you who tell me that being anti-racist isn't enough, I'm not going to flay my skin. I'm not going to subjugate myself to other people and get on my knees and apologize because of the tone of my skin, even though I'm Jewish, so I'm really not white. I'm not going to take responsibility for the sins of people 300 years ago. I'm not going to do that. Let me be extremely clear. I believe in racial integration. Well, racial harmony, not racial integration. I believe in racial harmony. I believe that everybody should be treated equally. Everybody should be judged based on their character, not on anything that they can't control, like skin color. You're born with your skin color. You live with your skin color. You die with your skin color. You have no control over that at all. You have control over your character. You have control over your actions. You have control over your thoughts. And you have control over how you speak. And I judge people, as we all do, as we all should, based on their character, the way I perceive their character, 
based on their actions, and based on the way they speak. Those are the only criterias I have for judging somebody. So when I say that I dislike Arabs who want to kill me, I put the qualifier in saying who want to kill me is the qualifier to I dislike Arabs because I don't dislike all Arabs. I dislike Arabs who want to kill me. This is plain English, and I'm explaining it. I'm breaking it down so we all understand. So there's no misinterpretation of what I'm saying. I don't like black people who commit crimes that hurt other people. Does not mean I don't like black people. It means I don't like the black people who commit crimes that hurt other people. I don't like white people who commit crimes that hurt other people. I don't like any people who commit crimes to hurt other people. So there's no reason to put a skin color in there. I don't like anybody who commits crimes to hurt other people. We should all treat each other respectfully. A couple of weeks ago, I did a show on the Ten Commandments. We should all be respectful to each other. We should all treat each other equally. There's no difference between you, me, and, and, and him. We all bleed when we're cut. We all hurt when we're punched. And anyone who says differently, anybody who believes differently, is a racist. Pure and pure racism. It's simple. It's the way I think. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. We'll be back. I'll be back again at midnight for Political Hitman. So please join me then. Until then, I bid you a great rest of the night, and I'll see you then. <laughs>